0: The Higher Ed Marketer podcast is sponsored by the Zemi app, enabling colleges and universities to engage interested students before they even apply.
1: You're listening to The Higher Ed Marketer, a podcast geared towards marketing professionals in higher education. This show will tackle all sorts of questions related to student recruitment, donor relations, marketing trends, new technologies, and so much more. If you're looking for conversations centered around where the industry is going, this podcast is for you. Let's get into the show.
0: Welcome to the Higher Ed Marketer Podcast, where each week we interview higher ed marketers that we admire for the benefit and hopefully the betterment of the entire higher ed marketing community. My name is Troy Singer, and I am here each week with Bart Kaler. And today, we talked to Kathy Howell and Kathy Payne from Delaware Valley University, and our conversation is how to amplify the student voice for success. They not only give you the results of the big success that they have experienced over the past year, but they give you exactly how they reached it, and I think this is an episode that's not only going to be entertaining, but very informational and a episode that everyone can take something away from.
1: I agree, Troy. This is like if there's ever an episode that gives you a roadmap for success, I really feel like they do it. I mean, they they kind of said, here's where we started here's what we did, here's how we continued, and this is the success that we saw. And a lot of it has to do with the things with that we've talked about on several other episodes. And, uh, you know, without giving too much away, just pay attention. And this might be an episode that you actually, you know, listen to a couple times and maybe even take some notes. So really excited to have this conversation for you.
0: Here's our conversation with the Cathy's. It is my pleasure to welcome Kathy Payne, VP of Enrollment Management, and Kathy Howe, VP of Marketing Communications from Delaware Valley University in Pennsylvania. And if you would, if one of the Kathys would give us a glimpse or introduction to Delaware Valley University.
2: Sure. Thanks, Troy. Uh, this is Kathy Payne. Um, So, DelVal is a four-year private university in Doylestown, PA. Uh, We have around 2,000 students. We have 25 undergraduate majors, nine masters, a doctor of ed, a variety of adult education options. Um, Interestingly, we were founded in 1896 as the National Farm School. Based on the idea of science with practice, um, we're celebrating our 125th year, so it's a really exciting time. Um, the university is known for being a close-knit community, um, but in fact, we sit on over a thousand acres yeah. spanning across three different properties. So really unique and lends itself to the, to the academic offerings that we, we have available to our students. We offer a robust um, academic offerings, uh, business and humanities, ag and environmental science, um, most known for our programs in that school as well as life and physical science. Um, And we have unique program offerings in equine, dairy science, zoo science, to name a few. Um, I joined LVL in March of 2020, which was an exciting and um, wildly unique time in and of itself. Um, And I'm lucky to have the partner that I do in Kathy Howe.
0: So, and from this point forward, they will be better known as Kathy P and Kathy H. There you go. (laughs) Along with Bart C and Troy (laughs) S. (laughs) <laughs> so we don 't feel alone about right, it <laughs> exactly, so mm-hmm. in our initial conversation with the Cathy's, uh we identified or I guess they admitted, although they are it 's a wonderful university, there was some what we would call opportunities, and I uh, would love for you to share with our audience those opportunities for anything just to set a foundation because we the solutions and the come up as we 'll call it. Uh, is what we really want to emphasize later in the episode. So, if you would.
3: So this is Kathy H. Uh, we we really viewed two pretty big um, challenges that Kathy and I started working on, essentially two years ago because I also started in March of 2020. And um, the first one is is name recognition and visibility. We're in a very crowded <laughs> higher ed market here outside of Philadelphia. Our name, Delaware Valley University, gets confused a lot. Um, People think we are in Delaware. We are not. We're in the Delaware Valley outside Philadelphia. And the second thing is that our really important point of differentiation, besides some of the unique programs that we offer, is our Experience 360 program. And as, as Kathy mentioned, that really started with our founding in 1896 on the basis of science with practice. And our founder, uh, Rabbi Dr. Joseph Kroskoff, was was really a visionary because other schools, from what we can find in our research, were not looking at this idea of science with practice at that time. He, he was really a very formative thinker in a lot of ways. And a lot of schools now have experience learning, experiential learning, but most of them have what's really an internship program. At, at DelVal, E360 is really something much more. It starts with the first day of class. It goes through all four years. Students actually are doing not only internships, but research, civic engagement, study abroad, various leadership opportunities. And they're really building their resume from day one. And this culminates in a co-curricular transcript that supports their preparedness and success beyond graduation.
1: That's great. And I, I really love some of the things that you're doing because one, I meet with so many different schools and we talk about okay, tell me what, what's different about your school. How are you different? And and the first thing especially a small a lot of privates do about your size is well we are uh, you know small college we've got you know very intimate relationships between the pre- the, the professors and the students right. small cl- well everybody does that's how you're different from the big state schools how are you different from the other 3000 privates that are out there yeah. and so i really applaud you for being able to articulate and, and differentiate yourself with this robust experiential learning program because I think that, yes, some other schools have that, but the way that you would describe it and articulate it I think is so well done and so well it's thoughtful. And I applaud you on that because I, and, I, and I use that as an example for our listeners. Really, if you do have something as unique as, as E360, one, brand it. Okay, and and that that starts to, one, separate it from if you're just calling it experiential learning because everybody else calls it experiential learning, you're just going to be one of many. By calling it E360, I think it's a a really good brand point. But I also think that uh, just the idea that, you know, being able to describe that is well done. So sorry, that was a long-winded way of saying nice job on that. And then also I wanted to let you know that you're not alone with that visibility opportunity. Mm -hmm. I, I hear so many schools say, I'm tired of hearing we're the best kept secret. Um, you know, so many people use that, um, and well-meaning people, board members, other people, it's like, well, we're just the best kept secret. Maybe we should do something about that. Obviously that's what you're working on and, and would love to kind of learn more about how you are addressing that. Because I think that the idea of one, being able to describe yourself, articulate yourself, but now getting yourself out there, let's talk a little bit about that. Troy, I know you've got kind of some questions about that.
0: Actually, it flowed right into what I wanted to ask and having them now they've set the stage of the opportunities that they identified. What are some of the increased, uh, the improvements that have been experienced? So if you would kind of lead us down that path.
2: Absolutely. Um, as I've said to um, many trustees and my colleagues for uh, quite a few months, this has been a really fun year. Um, We actually implemented a new CRM, which I mean, I'm not telling anybody here anything that they don't already know. Um, The efficiencies that you gain from having a really slick automated system that allows the team to focus on those relationships cannot be understated or overstated. Um, We also um, are seeing really healthy numbers all throughout our funnel. So for fall 22, um, we have over 30% growth versus last year in apps accepted students. And we're currently sitting at the largest number of freshman deposits in six years, um, roughly a 20% increase over last year and nearly 28 first the year prior. Um, Additionally, um, and this goes to, I think the visibility question, we have deposits right now from seven states where we had none last year, Colorado, Michigan, Ohio, Hawaii. Um, We also have deposits from more local counties where none existed last year. Um, So not only are we sort of broadening our visibility um, outside of our core market, but we're, we're getting into different areas within the core market, which I think is really important for us. Um, we have strong academic quality, nice bell-shaped curve with the class. Um, I've been trying to poke holes and find um, you know what's going to go wrong, and I've, I've yet to do it. And uh, we actually hit our goal as of May 1, which was wildly exciting for this campus, so it was great.
1: That's really exciting. And congratulations on that. I know a lot of schools are not in the same boat, but I think that goes back to the the um, intentionality that I hear in your voice and, and what, what Kathy H has been talking about is that being able to describe yourselves, being able to articulate that and be able to take advantage of opportunities that come along. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that, um, you know, th- there's a lot of different ways and a lot of schools are trying different ways. I mean, everybody's, you know, uh, you know, looking at what's that silver bullet? And there's not a silver bullet. I mean, let's just be honest with that. I mean, there's a lot of hard work that goes up to setting the table for something to happen, which I think that you guys did a lot of, but obviously something came along that you then also took advantage of. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: We talk a lot about it on the show. Schools are really struggling today to make the same ad spend work. CPMs are up 89% year over year on Facebook and Instagram. Our college clients are no longer looking for rented audiences. They're looking for an own community where they can engage students even before they apply. This is why ZME has become so crucial for our clients. With over 1 million students, close to 10,000 five-star ratings, consistently ranked as one of the top social apps, and recently one of Apple's hot apps of the week, there simply isn't anything out there like it, and we have seen it all. Zimi not only provides the best space for student engagement, but the most unique and actionable data for their 160 college and university partners. We know firsthand from our clients that Zimi is a must-have strategy for Gen Z. Check them out now at colleges.zeme.com. That's colleges.z-e-e-m-e-e.com. And yes, tell them Bart and Troy sent you.
2: So, um, and I'll I'll start, and please jump in. Um, back in spring of, actually, no, it would have been fall of um, 2020, we were approached by uh, the producers at the college tour. And um, after some initial conversations with their producers, um, and then uh, obviously a follow-up conversation with FPH, uh, we basically went to the president and said, we can't say no to this and sleep at night. So, um from there, we went on to um, really get into the project. Kath, please.
3: So the the project uh, featured ten of our students, covering different majors, different types of backgrounds, different interests, and um, they filmed on our campus. and Our kids were amazing; they did just an excellent job. and uh, what we found was they really did the most effective job of explaining our story. So that challenge of really differentiating E360 was so clear when the students told their stories and explained what they were studying, where their passions were, what they were doing. It really brought, uh, it, brought it to life in a way that only video can bring something to life. And we didn't, we didn't stop there. So yes, now we have this, this segment, this 30-minute segment, 10 individual episodes. Um, we marketed that thing everywhere. We right. marketed it internally. We marketed it to our internal audiences, our faculty, our staff, our students, our board. And we marketed it externally through press releases. And, and uh, we had a launch party on the quad when the kids came back for school in the fall with a big screen television and popcorn and a red yep. carpet and uh, social influencers there. Um, posting all along throughout the night. A lot of local media came. We had big searchlights on the quad. It was an amazing party and really gave a fun start to the fall season. And we then took the messages and the phrases that came out of the college tour, the students' words themselves, and integrated those into our entire recruiting campaign for the last uh, eight months. So our view book has, uh, at the very beginning, an introduction to the college tour and QR codes all the way through that link students to each of the messages as they relate, whether it's where we're located, E360, um, a number of different majors, so that anybody looking at our view book could instantly view the video and, and understand more about DelVal.
2: We made a per just to jump in. We did make a point also of having one of the segments highlight location. Um, to to kind of get at that sort of um, confusion surrounding where actually are we situated. And Doylestown is um, a really lovely area. So being able to put some focus on that for prospective families is great as well.
0: Kathy, I fell in love with your town through that episode and you'll You'll probably have a, yes thank you i was i was setting up for that invite
3: (laughs) we we then took the phrases the students used things like be a wildlife warrior best decision i ever made and a great place to call home and integrated those into an outdoor campaign with pretty extensive use of buses and billboards in our core market area we also had a very aggressive digital campaign Uh, through a number of platforms, um, probably the largest being Google, but other platforms as well. And then we also had an organic social media campaign. So we created toolkits for each of the 10 students who were part of this project and gave them frames to use and ideas. And they pushed out their story to their friends to get that more organic sharing going uh, within their age group. And um, The success was wonderful. Kathy already mentioned the success that she's had in terms of the recruiting for this fall. I can add that um, new visits to our website during this period were up 74% over the prior year. Web traffic conversions from social media posts, so not not from the ads, but from the organic social media, were up 43% versus the prior year. And, you know, in addition to those, you know, the the metrics that we can that we can look to in marketing, there really was a sense of pride, I think, by our student community and our campus because, you know, we're a small campus that doesn't typically have enough money to do exciting things. And this was really a big deal that our students got excited about, our faculty got excited about. It's really been a it's really been a big success.
2: Yeah, I think it's a pride point. Um, And I I do think that it really was a smart investment um, and it didn't stop at sort of the production. I mean, the production value of the episode is, um, it's pristine, right? But right. it doesn't stop there. We heavily used all the different collateral that we received, A roll, B roll. I mean, the drone shots of our beautiful campus, the list goes on and on. So um, ROI, you know, while while difficult to define in a very succinct or d- distinct way, um, heavy usage of the collateral. I mean, it paid for itself already. Yeah.
1: And just to bring context to this, I I think I'm so excited about everything you talked about. I mean, I could probably talk for another hour about some of the Mm -hmm. points you made. But I think uh, just to bring context to our our listeners, in case you haven't heard some of the other episodes, um, we worked with uh, Alex Boylan, uh, one of the executive producers of the college tour. uh, and, And you can go back and listen to that episode. But, you know, basically, they're going around different campuses and just kind of Addressing that problem of how can people experience more campus college visits without actually physically going there, and so it's actually a a a, a streaming uh, television show that streams on on Amazon Prime and several other outlets and I think that the thing I really like about this that I kind of want to point out, and, and we've talked to a couple other folks, I think Lindsey Nyquist from Fort Lewis. they were the first episode of the college tour, and we
2: were the bookends of the season one.:
1: yeah. 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 And so they're on season three or four now and, you know, up to 50 or 60 different tours. But I think the thing that's important for for me to point out to everybody, because, I mean, you know, there's only so many episodes that the college tour is going to be able to do. And so whether or not you have them come on your campus, that's a different discussion. And we're not necessarily doing that. But what I wanted to point out is that. You guys, and you use the word investment, you invested in what you had done. So you did a, you had, had, the, had them come on, and had you only done that and had, them, had they put that on Amazon Prime, there would have been a handful of people that would have watched it, would have learned about you, and would have understood it. But what you did is you amplified that into so many more things, which I, again, applaud you guys. You're kind of doing everything that we've been talking about on this higher ed marketing po- podcast in the sense that, you know, you took the quotes, you took the student stories, you took what was going on in there from the voices of the students who sometimes we forget they're the best representatives of our school. Why we're
2: here. Yeah. Yeah,
1: And, and, you know, sometimes I, I laugh that people will say, you know, what do you think we ought to do, Bart? You know, well, I'm a 52 year old, you know, white male. I don't know. <laughs> we need to talk to your students and find out what they are liking, you know, and, and I can give you the channels and give you the direction, but don't ask me to know what's trending on TikTok right now to, to make yeah, a big no, ba- impact. Nor, nor I Yeah, and so I, I think that it's it's such a wonderful thing. And so, you know, we'll talk more about it as we go along. But I just um, I'm, I really think and I, I just want to kind of keep bringing that home to our listeners is that, you know, yes, you've got these tools that you've invested in. How can you amplify them and, and get every last bit of juice out of them? Yeah, uh, I think that's part of the key. And is that kind of what you feel like? I mean, as you look at the success, it's not the fact that you guys just signed up for the college tour. It's everything that you did after that.
2: It's true statement. It was the full integration. I mean, it was the partnership between enrollment management and marketing. It was um, it was campus wide, quite honestly. There was there was local pride that stemmed from it. But um, the biggest takeaway for me was what we just talked about and that. The students are the reason that we're here. Who better to serve as an ambassador for the actual student experience, whether it's academic or social, um, inside or out of the classroom? They're it. Yeah. They are it. Um, so that was certainly the learning moment for me. Um, you know, I've been in higher education for almost 30 years at this point, but and they're the reason that I come to work every day. But at the same time, just hearing those authentic stories, um, it was a moment. For me to to really just see all of this
1: culminate, yeah, yeah. And you mentioned that it was such a, a, a pride point on campus. Obviously, we we have the two of you representing marketing and, and enrollment. How did it play out for advancement? I mean, obviously that that had to have a play into it too, because I mean that's what the reason why people are asked to give and why they feel that they are empowered to give. They want to be a hero in these lives of these students and how it's affecting lives. How how was that leveraged and used in advancement?
3: Well, we we shared some of these stories, certainly in the fundraising effort, and it all really fell under the umbrella of our 125th anniversary that Mm. we're celebrating right now. But we used, it's one of the things, so we we took the college tour and spread it through a lot of mediums and to a lot of different people. But we also were able to weave it under the umbrella of our 125th anniversary as an example of students learning by doing as they have from the very, very beginning. Mm. So we've had, we're not in campaign mode right now, but we've had an excellent fundraising year um, on track to do, I don't have the statistics with right. me, but uh, on track to reach their goals and have a very, very successful year. And, and I have to believe the college tour
2: was part of that. Yeah, absolutely. It, it
3: seems and like use natural...
2: One other um, area, Kat, that I think that this was so important was um, part, part of our um, strategic plan is to expand corporate partnerships, um, certainly in support of the mission, in support of our students, the E360 program um and we had an event this year that was hosted for the first time it was the inaugural event and i don't mean to step on your toes talk more about that but kathy was able to utilize so much of what we got from the college tour um for that event in particular
3: we did We, we utilized footage from from the college tour and a few other things and created a new video for this corporate audience we also um, utilized footage from the college tour in a documentary that we put together for our 125th anniversary, which was called The Vision Indoors, And it was, you know, started with the life of crosscoff And uh, that just won a, a gold um, digital marketing award, by the way. Congratulations. Um, that 125th, um, uh, I mean, the uh, college tour video, both the main segments and the B-roll have been used so many times and so many places, um, even even to the point where um, some of our students in uh, in an English class were putting together a video, and we gave them access to all the B roll, and they used it to create their own projects. And it's amazing. Yeah, that's great. So it's uh, it's made it all the way down to students having access to the footage that we that we obtained.
0: Ah, wow, great. In a previous conversation that we had you mentioned that you don't plan on stopping utilizing this tool. I think the term evergreen, the content is evergreen. Uh, Before we close, if you could just touch on that.
2: Sure. Um, I think it was really important for us, regardless of when these students ultimately graduate, right? Um, It was really important for us when defining the segments to hit on, you know, what is and will remain really important for our prospective student families to know about Delaware Valley University. Um, and honestly, you know, I have visions of, of doing more and building on, on this, right? Um, we're going to continue to incorporate and fully integrate it. Obviously, it's going to morph and change over the years. Um, but these students, again, their stories, that is what prospective students and their families want to hear. That, that is it. Um, You know, I have big ideas about doing outcomes, right? Visiting with these students that were in the segments after graduation. Where are you now? What's going on? Um, Kathy and I had a fantastic conversation just yesterday about, well, we sort of have a a, a different toolkit now having gone through this process, right? What can we do in-house? How can we change the way that we are creating our new and additional collateral sort of using that as, as the guardrails for us. Right. Um, getting back to, again, those student voices and driving at home, um, I think has been a huge game changer for us. And I don't plan to stop that. anytime
0: soon. Great. Thank you for sharing. Uh, as we bring the episode to a close, we'd like to ask you if you have either a final thought or maybe a piece of advice that you could offer to others that you've learned from this experience that, They don't have to have had the college tour on their campus, but you know that they could benefit from doing.
3: Well, I think what we've already talked about here, my biggest piece of advice was let your students tell your story, you know, and you don't have to bring in a Hollywood crew to do that. It's great if you can, but you can still have your students tell your story. They're they're the best ambassadors that you're going to have. And they're the ones who can really explain what it's like to be a student on your campus, um, and and share that with prospective students. So that's that's what I would recommend.
2: Yeah, and I think um, certainly we, we started this by saying what a great partnership that the Cathys have, um, but I think that that's hugely important. Um, you know, operating in silos serves no one. Um, integrating on all fronts, I think there's halo effects to be gleaned. Um, you know, we talked about, a little bit about development. We Enrollment management, um, brand reputation—the um, the the importance of that relationship cannot be overstated. So, um, I'm I'm very lucky and blessed to have Kathy as a partner to do that.
3: Right back at you. Well, thanks. <laughs>
2: awesome.
0: What a great way to what a great way to end our episode. For anyone that would like to reach out and ask you questions about what we've talked about today, what would be the best way for them to contact you?
2: I'll give you my email, um, Kathy, kath Payne, P-A-Y-N-E, at DelVal.edu.
3: And the other Kathy, mm. Kathy, K-A-T-H-Y.HOWELL, H-O-W-E-L-L, at DelVal.edu.
0: Thank you both for giving us your time and your wisdom. Bart, what would your final thoughts be before we close?
1: Yes. Uh, thank you both for being on the episode. This is just this is w- such a great episode. And I would encourage people that are listening to go ahead and rewind it and listen to it again, because, I mean, there are some things that I think that are very critical that I, I made a couple notes as we were listening. And, you know, even starting at the very top, the, the importance, I mean, if all we talked about was just how to create differentiation for your institution so that you could articulate that and, and create brand around that. The idea of you know naming and, and claiming that e360 and being able to articulate it as well as you do that could have been an episode in and of itself and so that's such an important part to kind of think about and to, to look at and i think that we, we we glossed over it It was only probably 20 seconds of this entire episode was the idea of you took the time to actually upgrade your crm we did and um the idea of uh, you know automate things so that you can relate um yeah. so many schools especially enrollment management. We end up pushing so much paper, we end up just kind of checking boxes. you know, I yes, I made those fifty voicemail calls. But the idea that you're actually spending time in those relationships and building those that trust, that's so critical. and having a CRM that can do a lot of that automation is is critical. And again, could have been another whole episode just on that. Call me. But also, th- I think that the I'm sorry, <laughs> Kathy, you're going to say something? <laughs> Um But I, I think that the idea too, just to kind of get back to kind of what the core of this episode was about was this idea that you're not going to be able to have every campus cannot have the college tour and a Hollywood crew come on and, and do what they did. But I think that you heard in this episode, there's basically a recipe that they're using that is that is that's success. It's hearing the students speak helping them tell that story and and utilizing the things that they're saying and the way they're saying it in your marketing to really kind of amplify that out. And I think that that's you know, one of the ways that, again, look at the script, look at the recipe, follow the recipe and apply it to your own school. I mean, again, you might have a small school. I know there are several uh, colleges that, that I work with that are very small, you know, under 500 students. There are a lot of things in this episode that you can do that you can learn, and it's, it's getting, giving voice to your students, and that's going to be able to create some of that evergreen content, and, and I'm really, really excited about that. And, and, and again, we've talked on a couple other episodes, uh, Troy, I remember the uh, episode we had with the University of Kentucky about the importance of the partnership between enrollment and, and marketing. I can't overestimate that or overstate that, I should say, in the sense that you can see in this episode and see the success of the numbers that, that have been talked about in this episode of just how critical it is that enrollment and marketing work hand in glove and and work out success, get rid of the silos, life is too short, there's too much on the line, and, and we've just got to roll up our sleeves and, and lean into this together. So. Uh, excellent episode. I'm so, so excited about everything you guys are doing, and, and uh, just congratulations. You've earned it.
2: Thank you Thank so much. You.
0: This episode of the Higher Ed Marketer Podcast is majorly sponsored by Zemi, where students share stories and connect in exclusive college communities. Also by Kaler Solutions, an education marketing and branding agency, and by Think Patented, a marketing execution company combining print customization and technology for deeper engagement on behalf of my co-host bart Kaler, i'm troy singer thank you so much for listening
1: you've been listening to the higher ed marketer to ensure that you never miss an episode subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player if you're listening with apple podcasts we'd love for you to leave a quick rating of the show simply tap the number of stars you think the podcast deserves Until next time.